Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Bugle presents The Last Post with Alice Fraser. Hello, posters, and welcome to The Last Post, the final word in this, the most final of worlds. Today marks the 14th of April of the year 2020. Happy birthday today to Sarah Michelle Geller and Philip III of Spain. Uh, Philip III of Spain was born in Madrid to King Philip II of Spain and his fourth wife and also niece, Anna, so his mum was sort of his cousin. He later married his cousin, Margaret of Austria, who can only really be applauded for not also being his mum. He is recorded in history as an undistinguished and insignificant man and a miserable monarch, which is a bit of a sick burn from history. The only thing you can really say about him is that he was a marginally better ruler of Spain than Sarah Michelle Geller, and that's maybe because she hasn't been given a shot yet. Happy death anniversary today to George Friedrich Handel, a composer who really had a handle on things. In 1958, the Soviet spacecraft Sputnik 2 burned up during re-entry with space dog Laika on board, a sad fate for a dog whose only mistake was to look good in a helmet. On the bright side, Laika holds a heroic position in the history of space exploration, and the team that launched the Sputnik 2 held the record in the Russian national most creative way to murder a dog competition (laughs) for 20 years. That record broken only in 1978 by a man with three catapults and a half-lion, half-octopus hybrid. Celebrations today include National Dolphin Day and National Ex-Spouse Day. So hit up your former sweetie and reminisce over the specifics of your acrimonious divorce, fully equipped with some sweet dolphin facts. Who's a blowhole now, Doreen? (laughs) Your guest today is celebrity celebrity Andy Zaltzman, returning from his uh, stadium tour again. Uh, How are you going? Well, it's been um, it's been excellent. I've now um, taken uh, in the empty stadiums to uh, just touring each stadium. I just kind of walk around the outside for ten minutes and then walk around the inside of it and then then go home. But you know, 
ticket sales have been pretty much uh, on target, albeit the target was zero. Um, so, yeah, it's doing <laughs> doing well, really. I'm just impressed at how you managed to have yourself classified as an essential worker uh, for the travel purposes. Well, I mean, there, there is medical evidence that laughter is the best medicine, and it's, you know, <laughs> around about the level of most homeopathy in terms of scientific proof. But, you know, if you, you know the right people in government, you can basically get pretty much anything to happen. Well, coming up today, we'll be talking with you, Andrew Zaltzman, yep. about all the latest news in royalty. But first, some headlines. In the news today, doubts about the ability of the accidentally elected Wiggles government in Italy to rule during this difficult time have been laid to rest after former Italian Prime Minister Silvio Berlusconi was exposed exposing himself during a live public broadcast. The Wiggles government was elected in January after a glitch in the online voting system allowed babies with iPads to vote and has only remained in power by being objectively better than all the alternatives. Berlusconi crashed into the official government live national broadcast Zoom meeting, appearing on screen during lunchtime as a penis with Google eyes. Though additionally disclaiming responsibility, Berlusconi's penis was apparently recognised by at least 400 independent citizens and one dog. Berlusconi then claimed that he had accidentally turned on a Berlusconi's penis filter and was unable to turn it off, but Zoom representatives claim there is no such filter. Dorothy the dinosaur who was chairing the meeting has refused comment, though she was seen at the time miming vomiting off screen. And in response to speeches by Donald Trump recommending the purchase of large quantities of the as-yet-unproven drug hydroxychloroquine, factories in India have ramped up production of earplugs so that people don't have to listen to more ads for a company he has a financial interest in during already difficult times. Whether or not the drug turns out to be useful in the treatment of the disease, I think we can all agree that earplugs are an ancestral remedy for bullshit that remains evergreen. That's all we have time for for the headlines section because now it's time for your ads. Your ad section now because if they've already paved paradise and put up a parking lot, you might as well get a good spot so you can carry your bags back to the car. Do you need a college prank but can't pay big money for toilet paper to TP their dorm room? Try putting the hand of your sleeping arch nemesis into half a glass of water. Half a glass of water is an adequate amount to cause big trouble in Little China, if you know what I mean. What I mean is, they'll wet their pants. Apparently, I haven't tried it myself, because I'm not a Half a glass of water, please use responsibly. And a new novel is out by supernatural romance maven and online bestseller, Dancy Lagarde. Night Passions. Night Passions is a highly charged erotic thriller set in the mean streets of downtown where life is cheap and beer is expensive, but still obviously cheaper than life, which seems reasonable. Sebastian Church is a changeling, born of an unnatural threesome at a satanic 70s swinger night. He is half leopard, half human, half vampire and all hunk. He keeps his animalistic urges under tight control in his role as a high-paid corporate psychoanalyst by day, but he can't keep denying the call in his blood, and he spends his nights as the star attraction in a supernatural fight club slash nightclub. Brunella is a part-time medium working night shifts on the door of a supernatural nightclub slash fight club to support her dream of becoming a full-time medium. But when she has a vision of match-fixing in the club, she finds herself dreaming of the tall, dark stranger whose aura she can't read. As Sebastian and Brunella are drawn into a web of intrigue and night fights, they must solve the crime together and uncover the sinister undercover nightclub fight club match-fixing cabal while also having sex. (laughs) What does their relationship mean? 
Will Brunella ever be able to trust a man who is half leopard when she is deathly allergic to cats? And can a medium with cat allergies and a leopard vampire hunk psychoanalyst gladiator ever make it work? The answer is yes, but it takes a long time to get there. The Guardian called Night Passions one of the most graphic descriptions of a leopard's penis they've ever seen. The Times called Night Passions the second most graphic description of a leopard's penis they've ever seen, but refused to disclose the first most graphic description of a leopard's penis they've ever seen. (laughs) Night Passions, available now in all airports and under bus stop benches. Buy it now and enter the night. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And that's your ad section for today. The last post. And now it's time for your top story. Your top story today, Royals News. Andrew Zoltzman, you are our Royals correspondent, having once been hit by the Queen with a sword, although it wasn't a knighting. Um, what's going on in the world of the Royals right now? Well, the, the Queen, who uh, is a big fan of this show, incidentally, um, she has been um, trapped in the <laughs> claustrophobic... Oh, she's our one listener. <laughs> she's been trapped in the claustrophobic confines of, uh, of Windsor Castle. Uh, it's be very, very difficult for uh, for uh, for an active, go-getting, twenty-four-seven kind of girl like her. But she is reportedly keeping busy, <laughs> practicing hard at her core monarching skills, uh, cutting bits of ribbon with some big scissors, so that when she has to open a, a new building, she's still got those skills. Uh, being politically non-committal, twenty-four-seven, she's doing online classes with uh, other monarchs uh, from uh, from around the world. Uh, scepter twirling—that's great exercise, actually. Um, <laughs> Uh, due to the, the the weight of the the, the the bulbous end of the scepter actually really works out the, the finger muscles much better than regular baton twirling. And um, she's been uh, tapping kneeling mannequins on the shoulders with a sword just to keep those those knighting muscles nicely toned for the resumption of, uh, <laughs> of full uh, honourings. And, uh, I mean, it's quite impressive, actually. You wouldn't believe the self-restraint it's taken her to get through 68 years of uh, of knighting people without ever once... Treating herself to a cheeky "hiya, fuck," got you. Not a proper sword. You should have seen the look on your face. Anyway, you're a knight now. Well done. Pop off and slay me a dragon, or I will f-ing chop it off, capiche? So we're going to. It's just another reason to admire the queen that she's uh, restricted herself from uh, from doing that. I mean, it, it's very important the royal family during this this crisis. I mean, us humble British people, we have been fortunate throughout history to be able to turn to a family chosen by God Himself to guide us through difficult times. 
with the inspirational application of spangly hats and seriously pimped up sets of wheels with horses tied on the front. Um, and uh, never more so than during the current crisis, Prince Edward, the uh, youngest of the Queen's offspring, has, um, well, it's turned out he hadn't, as rumoured had, had suggested, uh, he's not been sold as a collectible souvenir to a Russian oil billionaire. Um, he has, uh, in, in fact, he's still in play as a royal and he's been uh, brought off the bench and deployed to um, travel around the country in a suit of armour threatening to execute any disloyal viruses, which is a nice gesture of no pat- uh, practical effect, uh, but a bit of historical tradition and really that's what modern monarchy is all about. <laughs> Clearly, the great concern in uh, the world of the monarchy at the moment is the brewing revolutionary faction who are agitating for Harry and Meghan to take over the throne. And, um, you know, they can, you can understand that. They see the advantage in these fluctuative times of a younger monarch who would freshen up the somewhat hackneyed old primogenitus stick and who, crucially, brings mm. with him a strategic marriage into American celebrity culture, which is obviously could be very, very beneficial for the British uh, economy. And, you know, these rumours that they are about to invade just won't go away. And it's starting to make a bit more sense of their self-imposed Excellent. It's a classic royal revolutionary gambit. You go overseas, you build up support for your invasion, <laughs> and then you come... It's like Henry VII all over again. And, of course, in these plague-ridden times, medieval nostalgia runs very strong. And I think we're starting to see, Alice, the strategic sense in Harry and Meghan's much-commented-upon move to Los Angeles on the US West Coast. Because it's all about, you know, in, in, an, in an invasion like this, you have to have the element of surprise. Now, obviously, you'd think that a a Harry Meganic invasion force from the US would most likely sail with the Gulf Stream across the Atlantic to make landfall in Cornwall or Wales. But that's obviously awkward for Harry on a personal level, with his father, Prince Charles, being both Prince of Wales and Duke of Cornwall. So those areas, very loyal, one assumes, to Charles. So instead, they've stationed themselves in Los Angeles on the West Coast so they can launch a very slow-moving surprise move by sailing with their uh, navy up the west coast <laughs> of America and Canada through the Bering Straits and around the north of Russia and Scandinavia before then invading the British Isles via northern Scotland, which, of course, is a long way from Wales and Cornwall and also from his brother's power base in Cambridge. So um, and Scotland, we know, is a bit restive at the moment with the whole... Being I mean, is forcibly... there... Sorry to interrupt, Andrew, yeah. but is there any truth to the rumours that their fleet will be coming in disguised as a Greta Thunberg yacht? Uh, well, we don't know. We don't know yet. Uh, it, it's possible. Um, it could be coming in disguised as, as Jaws. Uh, we know Spielberg is uh, is a supporter of the Harry Meghan um, putsch. Um, so we, <laughs> we, we, don't, we don't know. I mean, they have apparently also been stockpiling bouncy castles uh, because castles are absolutely key to this kind of uh, medieval warfare Um, and uh, it doesn't really matter these days whether they're made of stone or uh, plastic uh, and and air so um, (laughs) but anyway the point is they're by invading Scotland um, Harrants that's his his full name is clearly going to look to seize Balmoral uh, castle, one of the great royal residences in Scotland. That's going to be a symbolic show of power before then he then advances south via a series of National Trust properties as overnight bases to attack the royal palaces <laughs> further south. And it could all come to a brutal head at Sandringham around about mid-August, if my projections are correct. Thank you for giving us all that That's royal right. correspondent news. Uh, are you worried that you'll be um, strung up as a traitor? Um, well... Uh, no, I'm not involved in it. I mean, you can't shoot the messenger, can you? Or, I mean, you might. Can you hang and draw and call to the messenger? 
I don't know. I'm I feel just, like I'm... there wouldn't be a saying, don't shoot the messenger unless people had done it a lot. Yes. Um, well, uh, I'm just <laughs> hoping they'll focus on the BBC rather than me. So. Fair. That's all we have time for for the top story today, because, of course, now it's time for your letters to the editor. And your letters to the editor now. Remember, you can send a letter to the editor at the last post at somethingelse.com. Uh, this letter comes from RC. He says, to Alice, the other one, that's you today, Andrew, oh, and to Christopher D. Skinner, too. You're included in this letter, Christopher. I feel very cosmopolitan listening to your fine news program. I'd learn more if you didn't all have those funny accents. By the way, what is Jonathan Pye like? Do you think you could get him to send me an autograph? <laughs> Yours very truly, RC, uh, too far from the ocean in eastern Massachusetts. Uh, Jonathan Pye very much depends on how you cook it. And if you want the autograph, <laughs> make sure you ask the Jonathan in question <laughs> before the cooking process starts. Thank you for your letter, RC. Remember, anyone can send a letter to The Last Post at thelastpost at somethingelse.com. And thank you for listening to The Last Post today. We are here in your ears 366 days of this year, and we'll be back tomorrow with all the latest news in this dimension. Please download this podcast again tomorrow, or download tomorrow's episode tomorrow, or subscribe so it automatically downloads every episode every day. We have previous episodes available on the same feed for those of you who like to binge the news, and if you have not done so before, please listen back. They'll make these ones make more sense. Your guest today on the podcast was Mr. Andrew Zaltzman. Andrew, have you got anything to plug? Yeah, a a bit of wood. Um, uh, If you sign up on my website... (laughs) Does uh, it have a hole in it? um, No, it doesn't, but it's the first bit in a build-your-own wooden ventilator kit, um, which obviously is quite (laughs) a useful thing. So you're not taking functioning equipment away from the health services wherever you live in the world, but you could have quite a useful, fully operational wooden ventilator if uh, you sign up for the... um, It's like a part work thing. I think it's 120 weekly instalments at the end of which you'll have everything you need to to make a, a wooden ventilator but, but then we've had a few issues with the different bits of wood um and the friction between them during the ventilation process that has led to some fires but hopefully by you know in, in two and a quarter years time when you've collected everything we'll have we'll have ironed those out Thank you so much for coming on to The Last Post again. I know you have to make room in your very busy schedule as a celebrity celebrity. The Last Post is a something else. Alice Fraser and Bugle Podcasts production. I am Alice Fraser. Find me online at patreon.com slash Alice Fraser for my occasional blogs or to subscribe for a behind-the-scenes look at my glamorous life. The executive producer of this podcast is Christopher D. Skinner, and as we always say, good luck to you, Christopher. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. The fertility doctor Jan Karbat was renowned for getting amazing results. Women who were desperate for children would visit him at his Rotterdam clinic. Many would leave pregnant. But when the clinic closed, rumours circulated about the methods the doctor used to achieve his success. My name's Jenny Kleeman, and I've been investigating what happened in Karbat's clinic. It's the story of a doctor who was determined to create life by any means possible. The Immaculate Deception, a brand new podcast from something else, coming on March 18th, wherever you get your podcasts.